Hi, everyone. Welcome to It's Taboo, a new podcast about social content considered taboo. I'm your host, Zen. Thank you for coming back to the show. Hello to all the current listeners, and hello to all the new listeners. Thank you for clicking play on your podcast app. Today's subject is transgender. And a lot of you might be thinking, well, what, what's that mean? Because I don't know what transgender means. I've heard of it. I just don't know what it means. Transgender, according to the American Heritage Dictionary of the English Language, 5th edition, identifying as or having undergone medical treatment to become a member of the opposite sex or of or relating to transgender people, it's a noun, one who is transgender. But the thing is, transgender people have a umbrella term. So what we consider transgender is just a word that encompasses a whole multitude of people. And for the longest time, I was completely clueless about all this. When I grew up in Texas, I left home right um, as early as I could, you know, graduated, left the house. So when I moved up north to DC and then Boston, it wasn't really anything that seemed as mainstream as when I came back to Texas. Most of the drag shows up north were terrible, just terrible. Ugly boys wearing cheap girl clothes and dancing around cluelessly. We're here in Texas, and I should say the south of the United States, because it's really big from coast to coast, depending on where you are and where you live. That was different. That drag community was totally different than anything that I had seen in Boston. I mean, these girls put the work into it. And it could be that I just never knew. I never was able to identify someone who was transgender. Regardless, I was one of those people who was completely clueless. I just assumed if you put on women's clothes, you were transgender. But there's a difference between transsexual as someone who has changed their sex from female to male or male to female, or at the time, I think it was transvestite. I I grew up in the 80s and we had very colorful words then, but transvestite meant that you were pre-op. You hadn't had the surgery to become female, if, if you were male and you wanted to become female, but you were identifying as female or cross-dressing. That's what I knew um, growing up in Texas in the 80s. So as an adult, that was just the definition that I had taken with me. And according to the American Heritage Dictionary of the English Language, 5th edition, that's what uh, transgender is described as. Wikipedia has a lot more to say. But more importantly, how do we feel about it in the United States? There was actually a survey done in 2017. And this survey says, 73% of those who were surveyed thought transgender people should be protected from discrimination. And I agree with them. I'm one of those 73% and I have many friends who also agree and feel the same way. In addition to that particular study, it had momentous information. Another 71% of respondents thought the U.S. is becoming more tolerant of transgender people. I too believe that. 
51% of participants wanted the U.S. to do more to support and protect transgender people. I can agree with that, too. And I know it came up probably a few months ago. It was definitely pre-pandemic. It was a young woman. I believe her name was Ayana, Ayana Dior. And it was um, a video of her just brutally being beaten by a mob. And I'm talking at least 10 to 15 people in Minnesota. And it was a shame that that particular uh, news story didn't get a lot of coverage, but it did give an insight into what transgender people go through, especially in areas of the country where their minds are very small and they're very closed and they discriminate against things that they don't understand. And that's honestly what for me it came down to was understanding what the word transgender meant. So. Open up your minds, kids, because I'm about to drop some knowledge. <clears throat> so for me, transgender, I thought, was cross-dressing or full-on sexual reassignment surgery. And I was fascinated to understand what sexual reassignment surgery meant for male to female because I really was interested in figuring out like what happens to the parts. But it's a lot more than that, and that morphed into a story that I was reading. I think it was on, was it the Washington Times? No, it was in the New York Times. And it was a very uh, influencing story. It says, anatomy does not determine gender, experts say. And it really was such a moving moment because it's true. You know, throughout life, I have been able to meet transgender people and have been very lucky to know beautiful people with beautiful hearts. And it's interesting because you think, oh, okay, transgender, female to male or male to female, in the case of the person that I knew, they must be gay. Well, it, it really doesn't always work like that. This person in particular was straight. So a male who became female but was a straight female. So you have to respect that because that I did not know. But yes, transgender people can identify as a multitude of different sexual preferences, if we have to call it that. I believe that um, Caitlyn Jenner is a straight woman. Even though she was born biologically male, I believe she is still uh, pre-op, I'm not certain, none of my business, but I believe that she is interested in other straight females. So fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. But I never knew that transgender people are sometimes forced to live in situations that they don't want to live in. And it was a film from a long time ago. I think it was about a late 90s, early 2000s group of ballroom dancers who were living in New York City. I believe it was a house of ninja. And there was this one woman who had undergone the um, augmentation of lips and breasts and cheeks and all kinds of things with silicone. Because at the time, that's what was in. It was mainstream. A lot of people didn't know about long-term effects. And you could see the differences in the face and how it had kind of gotten clumpy. 
But back then, we had no idea what was happening. But it was all about the camaraderie. That's what the story was about. It was about the camaraderie, about her feeling like she was just cast out into the world, nowhere to go, just for identifying as different. And certainly I can understand what that means. I've identified as different. But her story, totally different. It's interesting that someone who is transgender believes personally that they are in the wrong body. It's not about sexual orientation or sexual preference or what's between your legs and how you choose to identify. It honestly is about personally feeling within themselves that they are in the wrong body. And who would not want someone to be in the right body? Like, okay, done, let's go. Get you all set up and straight. But it's not that easy. You actually have to undergo a long and sometimes obtrusive psychological process and then moving on to the next step, which I believe is the pre-operative phase. And then, of course, the operation itself, which is insanely expensive. But I believe they did do a story on the doctor in Trinidad, Colorado, who performs a majority of those surgeries here in the United States. But that doesn't mean that everybody gets a surgery. And that's where I was confused. I thought, well, you know, you're transgender, you go to your doctor, and I want to go ahead and reassign, and they give you hormones and you get a surgery. You know, just very simple, cut and dry. No, it don't work like that. Some women have undergone surgeries to have their breasts done, or um, in the story of Caitlyn Jenner, I know she underwent a series of different procedures to help her feminize her face, and then you move on to that final step. But for a period of time, there are definitely those who live between the sexes. And I always thought, well, that's a shame. You know, is it that it's a financial decision? No, it's, it's I mean, it goes way more beyond that, which is why giant kudos to anyone who is a transgender person identifying as their true selves, because it really is a war against humanity, it seems like. You're not allowed to just be you. You know, if you identify as a woman, great. You identify as a male, great. You identify as gender non-binary, great. Just let me know which terms to use. I think it's they, them, theirs. And that's important to know because I I do want to respect everyone's ability to self-identify. It's important here in the United States. We think it is a big deal. And I am there to attest with you that it is a big deal. And you'd be surprised at the numbers. The numbers are very intriguing. For example, I'll go ahead and give you a quick snapshot. In the United States currently, there are 13,042,000 LGBT people. And of those 13,000,000, million adults identify as transgender, including a group of young adults, 13 to 17, which equal a total of 150,000. Incredible. In addition to that, there are also transgender people who are currently serving in the military. 15,500 adults are serving in the U.S. military, reserves, or National Guard, and there are 134,000 veterans who identify as transgender. The numbers are phenomenal, and it's so nice to see that there is a 
increase in how the United States Americans are feeling about transgender people and just making it something normal, like it's no big deal. So, while we can talk about transgender and those who are currently going through the process, there is a big group of LGBT youth who are currently struggling, trying to determine where they fit into life. What is my identity? Who am I? What do I need to do? And of those LGBT, a large group of those people tend to be transgender. And it all comes down to a mainstream perception of what we believe transgender to be. Like I said earlier, it's an umbrella term which encompasses this huge definition of what it is to be transgender. Did you know? Most people even call it a completely different definition. The American Psychiatric Association continues to use the term gender dysphoria. And for those, I believe, within the American Psychiatric Association community, this is how they identify or define transgender. But you'd be surprised. There are also other organizations out there, specifically the Trevor Project. The Trevor Project is working with those who are youth within that 13 to 17 group who identify as transgender. If you look out to the mainstream news, you can see that there are many different celebrity couples within the United States or across the globe who have children who identify as transgender. And there's even information that many, many moons ago, Native Americans, those who lived on U.S. soil, felt that those who were transgender, or how they referred to them, two-spirit or two-spirited, were the unique or special ones within their community. And it's fascinating because you would think that we would continue to feel that way. But Native Americans have often held intersex, androgynous people, feminine males, and masculine females in high respect. The most common term, as I mentioned earlier, was two-spirit. But that's a podcast for another day. So hopefully all of the information that I've shared with you today will spark conversation and give you a little bit more information about those who identify as transgender. Again, I have been lucky to know some beautiful people. And in the beginning, I had no idea just how fascinating their story would be to me. So I invite you to take a look at my Twitter or my Instagram for any of the information that I shared with you today. And as always, you are invited to reach out to me at It's Taboo Podcast at gmail.com or on social media. Tell your friends if you like the podcast that it is available for free on any app that supports podcasts. King James was gay. Thank you again for clicking play. I'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>